welcome to the Conscious King Podcast with Miss LX. Let's jump into today's episode. So, Little Lemon, how are you doing tonight, my friend? How can I help you? Hello? Hello? Can everyone hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay, good. Uh, very nervous. Um, it's okay. I guess, basically, um, I am trying to better understand myself. Um, I'm still relatively new to um, kink and the lifestyle, so I'm still trying to figure things out about myself and who I am and what I want from a dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just noticed that the biggest thing I struggle with, and I'm not sure if this is my social anxiety, it's, it, it, it is, um, and I believe I asked this question before, it is released, but it's, it's something deeper than that. It's mindfulness, I think, when um, having intimate moments with other people, even if it's not in a dynamic, I tend to feel very anxious and nervous and just worried that I'll do the wrong thing or I'll say the wrong thing. So instead of being present and in the moment, I tend to just not say anything because then I I feel like if I don't say anything, I can't mess it up. Mm -hmm. But I also can't build relationships and build connections if I don't actually talk about things, if I don't actually engage fully. Yeah. Um, and I guess those are the things I've been um, trying to deal with, especially when it comes to sexuality, because I've been very repressed when it comes to sexuality. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm in my late 20s, and I'm just now trying to discover like who I am sexually and what I like, because I was very repressed about it um, for most of my life. Mm-hmm. So if you could sum all of that up into maybe a question for me, what do you think that we're after tonight in terms of a goal? Um, hmm. I think I would just ask, um, how can I practice um, that mindfulness and that release because I don't want to wait until I get into a dynamic and then try to figure it out from the ground up. I want to have some foundation. So how can I work on mindfulness and being present with other people? I I can do it when I'm by myself fairly well, but with other people, that's really the challenge, especially at munches and things like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would say that, and we talked about this, really, I I think a lot in what the last Q&A or the one before about how change happens and change occurs through consistency plus emotion. And that's, that was an ongoing theme that night. And so for this conversation today, I'm, I'm going to start it out in the same way that change happens through consistency plus emotion. And so for you, you're going to need to build consistently positive emotional experiences with other people that will propel you into more social confidence. And and in order to do that, I would say work at it one-on-one. Like 
just go slow and take some of this pressure off of yourself. Because I know that you feel, it, it seems to me that you feel a little bit frantic maybe about I have to catch up and I'm falling behind. And if I don't get this, if I don't learn this, if I can't do this, then I'm going to fall more and more behind it. It sounds like it's a little bit of a frantic fear attached to it. Am, am I wrong about that? No, that's absolutely right. Um, I've often had the, that, those exact thoughts that I'm behind for my age, so I have to try to catch up to other people. Or not to other people, but to where I want where I wanted to be at this age. Right, right. And I think that thought right there is killing you. Because here's the thing. I, as, as Bram has told us all, I am a goddess and therefore I am immortal, unaging, so I don't share my birthday. But I will tell you, Little Lemon, you being mm. in your mid to late 20s, you're a baby thing still, okay? <laughs> baby thing I work with singles and couples decades upon decades upon decades older than you that are just starting to scratch the surface of the questions that you're asking so I know that our culture right now is very accelerated and we have 11 year old baby girls strutting their stuff like they're 21 and it's sick and it's ridiculous so I think that you are ahead of the curve a little bit, Little Lemon, quite honestly. Okay, that's actually really relieving to hear. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard a lot. I've heard pretty much the exact opposite from um, the men in my family. Um, just in terms of like, I, mm, they were... I'm trying not to be specific about their stories, but mm -hmm. basically um, my father and my grandfather, they were introduced to sex at a very early age. Mm -hmm. So their mindset was that's what you have to do. The mm -hmm. goal, that is the goal. The goal, sex is not a means to intimacy. I'm trying to think of the way they phrased it. Mm -hmm. um, intimacy is a means to sex rather than sex being a means to intimacy. For them, the goal is sex and that's it as opposed to like the goal being intimacy and sex being something that happens along that way. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's a trauma I, response, sorry. my friend. I'm sorry? That's a trauma response. I mean, if, you're, if the men in your family that you said had been exposed to sex at a very young age, the likelihood of that being a traumatic, abusive experience is probably really, really high because you get, quote, introduced to sex earlier than you should, then that's non-consensual and probably violating and abusive. So if that's the case, that trauma established their worldview about sex. And they're now projecting that traumatized worldview of sex onto you. And you don't have to accept it. You can call a duck a duck. And they may still not even realize that that was a bad thing consciously. Absolutely. I, I've talked to my fair share of male survivors. 
And there's a lot, especially when it comes to sexual violation, there's a lot of shame on men. And they don't want to process that shame. They don't want to process that pain. They don't want to see themselves as victimized, as less than, as weak, as abused. And so they won't allow it to come to the surface. They won't allow their subconscious trauma to come to a conscious level, look at it and heal from it. So what do we do? We change our worldview. We create cognitive dissonance out of our trauma. That's what it sounds like is happening. And you have every right to reject that narrative and go, nope, that's wrong. And that isn't actually what sex is. And I won't accept that. That's actually what I have done. I just, it's kind of weird. I'm, this is one of the reasons I don't go around my family that often anymore, but mm. I was always in the minority when it came to that. Yeah. And everyone was so confused, both the men and the women, as to why I just didn't have the stereotypical uh, idea that they thought men are supposed to have about sex. Mm -hmm. Why I just didn't want to do the things that they wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. um, and they really enforce the idea that if I'm not willing to do those things, then I won't be able to attract women. Right. Um, and as much as I like logically know that's not true, when I feel like everyone around me is saying the exact opposite, I just began to wonder if it really is me and if I'm really just not seeing something. Right. Yeah. No, I understand that. And you are, you're seeing it clearly and it can be really, really uh, just a lot of problems, a lot of struggle to not minimize yourself or gaslight yourself when you are in a situation like that, when you're surrounded with people. And that's why I'm going back to the consistency plus emotion is the more time you spend in a healthy community the less impact the voice of your family will have. The more, the more consistently positive emotional experiences you have with people one-on-one, -on -one, the more it will fuel your confidence dealing with people. But you have to do it afraid. And I know that that's something that we don't really like to hear, but honestly, that's, the, that's really the that's really it a lot of times is, you know, you, you feel really anxious or nervous about saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing or getting in your head when you're dealing with people. And the thing is, at first, that's going to happen. But the more you do it afraid, aka the more you still show up and have conversations with people when you feel anxious. The more you still show up and have conversations with people when you feel nervous, the more you still show up and have conversations with people when you're in your head, the easier it will be. But right now you're using those cues of anxiety and nervousness and being in my head as reasons that are valid for me to avoid. And that avoidance is actually making the anxiety worse. So you avoid more and you get more anxious. 
So you avoid more, you get more anxious, you avoid more. And so to stop this cycle, we have to just do it afraid. And I'm not saying go to a munch filled with people that you've never met before and rock it. It's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we need to build a track record of consistency plus emotion. We need to build consistent patterns of positive emotions. Well, I'm not going to recommend you jump into big groups of people in order to build consistent patterns of positive emotions. There's way too many variables. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is the people that are in your life right now, whether they're in this community or not, the people that you have connected with, the people that you do feel, oh, I, I can kind of let my hair down a little bit. I can, kind of, I can kind of be myself here. Yeah, I don't feel judged here. Anytime you feel like that with someone, they're a good person to practice with. And so I would say find those people, even maybe as your homework, get really practical and make a little list. Even if you have two people on that list of people that you feel safe enough with to do it afraid, then you have two people. Great. Yes. If you have more than that, great. But I would say write down a little list of people that you feel safe enough, because I know that social anxiety is really a struggle. You may never feel fully safe. So that's why I'm saying safe enough to mm -hmm. show up and still have conversation when you're nervous or when you're in your head or when you're anxious or when you know you're you're spiraling and what are they going to think and all this if you can still push through that with someone that you feel safe enough that is how we're going to shift this little lemon okay i already have a two people in my well one person and this community in mind. Okay, beautiful. And so I would just say, like, we do this work, we do this practice. I'm sure you've heard it countless times when you turn into the lives and things like that. But we get aware of what's going in our body first. So, mm -hmm. so I would just encourage you to get present and figure out when you start feeling in your head, disassociated, nervous, anxious, overwhelmed. When you get hit with these things, pay attention to where it shows up for you in your body. Mm -hmm. And then let that be an indication that you need to go and be with someone safe. So that's not the time that we need to talk to a stranger online. That's not the time that we need to try to push ourselves to go out and go to Starbucks. That's not the time that we try to reserve a spot at a munch. That's the time where we go, okay, I'm clearly feeling triggered and this trigger is making me want to avoid and pull away. Okay, so I'm going to do the opposite and I'm going to reach out to someone that I feel safe with and that I can trust to a certain degree. And I may not tell them that I'm feeling triggered and anxious. I might just say hi and ask them about their day. Mm -hmm. And little engagements like that over and over through time are going to build new associations for you. 
so that when you do find a partner that you would like to submit to, that process of being fully open and vulnerable and seen and exposed to a dominant isn't going to freak you the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because that, I could imagine that's a little bit of a concern point for you. Yeah, that was, um, that was what happened in um, my last dynamic. I was so not used to having positive interactions mm -hmm. that it was very much like, I don't know what to do. I've never gotten this far, so I don't know what to do. Right. Um, and that really contributed to just me realizing that I was not ready at that time. Mm -hmm. I thought I was when it started, but I had to realize that I wasn't. That's so much wisdom. Every, yeah. Every compliment, sweet thing, nice things that mm -hmm. um, my dom would do for me would just be so like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, you didn't feel but worthy. I realized that I just needed more time to work on myself. And that's mm -hmm. um, also why I really like this community, because I feel like I can grow while being single. But at the same time, I'm not alone. No, no, not at all alone. And I think that it's beautiful. And I'm so thankful that you're here because that's exactly what we can all do for you is we can help you as friends here in this community. We can help you build those communication skills, build those self-soothing skills, build those awareness and conscious skills. We can help walk you through, okay, you're triggered. That's okay. You know, you, you get to learn how to accept a compliment, how to accept praise and validation and all of that. So I think that you're definitely on the right track. I would say just to encourage you, I think you are, you're doing way better than you think you are. You are so much farther ahead than you think you are. You do not have this like chronic, I am failing, I need to catch up, I'm way behind thing. Like that is not accurate. And you can feel whatever you want to feel. I'm not trying to invalidate you, but mm -hmm. I'm just saying I see it from a completely different perspective. And I think you have a really great head on your shoulders. And I think that you're very mature for your age, able to pan out very, very well for your age. And I think you just get in your head. I think you just overthink things. And that's what anxiety is, right? We just overthink yeah. and to death. But that's a skill that we can we can heal that this is a skill that we can learn and then it's anxiety that we can heal when we are in relationship with other people and so i would just say try just to focus on one interaction at a time and focus on one person or relationship at a time not that you can't have multiple friends or anything like that, but I would just say, don't look at it as I need to have all of these, all of these different experiences and grow in all these ways. Just if you feel safe with one person, foster that connection. And then if you start feeling safe with another person, foster that connection. 
It's a little bit simpler than what it what was going on in your head, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I really like how you simplified it, especially when I get into my head. I kind of have a black and white thing where mm -hmm. it's like I know I'm triggered or I know I'm anxious, so I'll push myself too far and be like, I have to go to a big munch with a lot of people and just like throw myself into it. And then that doesn't necessarily work because I'm trying to multitask and mm -hmm. build a lot of different connections with new people all at the same time. And then I get overloaded. And then like you said, like the anxiety just makes me more anxious and then I avoid and stuff like that. Yeah, I like that. It's very simple and practical where it's like, I still feel empowered and I still feel like I can do things but I also don't feel like I have to do everything all at the same time. Oh, good. Yes. I'm so glad that that was your takeaway. That's exactly, exactly what I was trying to say that don't, don't overwhelm yourself. There's no reason to traumatize yourself unnecessarily. There's literally no reason. I would say don't go to a munch unless you know at least one person there that can like keep you company you know like have a buddy yeah. if you're going to try new situations like that have a buddy a buddy would be so helpful so you just need to connect with one person that you feel safe with and then go to that munch or that event or whatever with that one person so that you won't feel the pressure to reach out and connect and try to make friends just to not be awkward. Like if you don't want to connect with anyone or you're not feeling it or you get in your head, you still have your buddy there. But I think that would be the best strategy for you. That's why you drag your little one to all your social events. <laughs> See, exactly. Mommy Cass, Mommy Cass just proven my point. <laughs> but does that make sense, little lemon? Yes, absolutely. Uh, when I went to my first munch, a lot of people were trying to get me to go to a play party and I wouldn't go unless I had someone with me. Mm -hmm. um, but it never occurred to me to do the same thing with munches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We want to set you up for the most success that we can. And we want you to feel as empowered and safe as you can. And that's the thing. Let that be a test for you. Don't go to okay. an event unless you feel empowered and safe. Okay, I can do that. Yes, good. So that's, that's the first part. But the second part is we, we have to do it afraid sometimes. And so what I'm saying is what we're going to do afraid is the small little baby steps, not the big things. A big thing would be like going to the munch. A small mm -hmm. little baby step thing that we're going to do afraid is I'm feeling really anxious today, but, and I want to avoid and hide under the covers, but instead I'm going to reach out to one of my friends on Miss L's discord. Yeah. That's a little baby step that we can do afraid. Yes, and, absolutely. And enough of those are going to re, they're going to rebuild your reference to communication, relationships, all of that. And I think once you start feeling consistently safe and consistently empowered, everything's going to shift for you. Absolutely. I agree. Awesome. So 
Did everything I say make sense? Was it practical enough? Do you need any other help around anything? Did I completely blow past anything? Um, no, that was all very, very helpful, very insightful. And I feel like I have a couple of people in mind, so I have a very practical go-to plan to implement in the near future. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Awesome, my friend. So good. So do you have anything else, questions, comments, criticisms for me before we move on to our next person tonight? Um, no, I just, I love this community. I mm. love the support that you offered me. I really appreciate it. And I can't, I can't say thank you to everyone enough. I'm very grateful to be a part of this community. Thank you. Oh, well, Little Lemon, thank you so much for trusting not just me, but everyone here. I know this was a big this is a big deal for you to not just participate in this community, but come on to the group coaching session and unmute yeah. your mic and, and talk, especially to me because I'm so terrifying. So yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate your trust and I hope you feel the love and the support from all of us. Absolutely. And that's why I, this was a small example that I knew, like, this is something I had to do afraid. Um, oh, good. Because I feel safe enough with this community that I feel like I can do it afraid. So, okay. Thank so, you this, again. you're welcome. So, this is something that we did afraid. And how are we feeling on the other side of it? I'm feeling very calm and very connected to everyone. I feel very heard and understood and very good about that. I feel positive. Yay! Oh, yeah. That's so good. Okay, everyone. We did our job. High fives all around. Well done, everyone. We didn't scare Little Lemon away. Yes. All right, Little Lemon. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone. Give Little Lemon some loves and some hugs and some round of applauses. Little Lemon, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely the most terrifying person in the world. <laughs> Whatever, John. Whatever. All right, so we are at 7.30. I think we got time for one more. I think we got time for one more, Little Lemon. Oh, no, it's Mommy Cass. No, we don't have time for one more. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, Mommy Cass. I love you so much. I love you so much. So it was a joke. Joke. Cash. So, Mommy Cass, what's up, girl? How you doing? One second. Yep, just unplug it and plug it. Yep. That's hello. Hello, hello. It works. <laughs> Thank you, Mathos. <laughs> You're breathing in the mic. Thank you. <laughs> so, hello. Good evening. <laughs> I had I had said all these things, and then my thing wasn't lighting up, and I was like, "Oh, you can't hear me." That's okay. We can start over if you'd like. That's okay. So, last time we talked, we had talked about, um, your mic. I can hear myself. <laughs> Thank you. So, last time we talked... Did we anyone talked doubt the about... power dynamic between the two of them? Anyone? Catch the rest of this conversation in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>